Right, time now for the last bit of today's 123 show. As you know, Radio 3's annual writing competition is back. That is the Hong Kong's Top Story Competition. And we're inviting you to join this year's competition. Uh, you may have heard that the theme this year is solitude and the word limit is 2,000 words. And if you are inspired by this theme, feel free to send us your short story uh, to topstory at rthk.hk. Now, over the next few weeks on the 123 show, you can hear some of the winning pieces from last year. And this afternoon's story is The Forgotten Festival by Olivia Lee. And Olivia was the creative prize winner of the top story competition in the junior category. And this story is read by Atom Jung. Lucas plunged into the lake. His body curled into a familiar cannonball. The water enveloped him in an aquatic embrace little bubbles surging over his skin for a second the little 12 year old became weightless his arms spread like an eagle he opened his deep green eyes just a crack in the aquamarine water glimpsing a whole universe that was unseen above the water glimmering moonlight flickered on the smooth stones that lined the riverbed showering him in a silken glissando tiny fish darted between the rocks below, their little bodies soaring through the water like spears. This was his favorite time to swim, on the full moon when the lake was illuminated by mystic light. As Lucas scanned this familiar sanctuary, his eyes fell upon something unusual, an object that he had never seen before in this tiny paradise. A scroll, seemingly unscathed, lay balanced perfectly upon a rock. Piercing radiance emitted from it. The water around it seemed heavy with magic. Lucas kicked vigorously, rocketing to the bottom of the lake. He grabbed the scroll with curious fingers, raising it up to try and understand where it had come from. The scroll felt crisp and dry in his hands. How it had not disintegrated from the water was a mystery. As Lucas resurfaced from the depths, he knew he had found something special. The Anthrum was a sad creature. The great beast grumbled and heaved as it dragged its furry paws along the scruffy dirt road. Its huge gray eyes, lined with streaks of blue which had once filled him with life, were dim with loneliness. The small horns on his head seemed to droop, sinking deep into his coat of brown matted fur. His sweeping tail dragged behind him like dead weight, causing him to lose balance and stumble. The Anthrum let out a mountainous sigh before plopping to the ground, his whole being deflating like a balloon. Although it was hard to believe, the Anthrum had not always been this way. He was once a mighty symbol for a festival long forgotten. The Anthrum had existed for thousands of years, before Santa, before the Easter Bunny and the tedious Leprechauns. The Anthrum was there, and each year his festival was celebrated across the world. But over time, people forgot. Somehow, the Anthrum, who was loved by all, faded out of the people's memories. Children's cries of joy turned to screams when the Anthrum appeared, and slowly what had been his yearly day 
morphed into just another regular one, where the anthrum was not given a second thought. And so the anthrum was left to wallow, without a purpose, without a reason to exist. He had once owned a mighty kingdom in the mountains, but after years of isolation, it had crumbled to ruins, and all that was left was a little cave in which the anthrum spent his days. The spirit of his festival was what had kept the anthrum thriving, and now that not a single person on the planet knew who he was, it had fractured his soul into a million pieces, turning him into a shadow of his once brilliant self. But today the anthrum was walking, and it was walking for a reason. For the first time in 50 years, the anthrum had left his cave. It was because he was going to die. He could not explain how he knew, but deep within his ancient being, he had felt himself slowly slipping into emptiness. That morning, the anthrum had vowed that he would make one more attempt, a single desperate attempt at having anyone, a single soul on the planet, remember him. The anthrum started at this thought, the log underneath it creaking as he stood. A great smile stretched across the face of the anthrum as he could finally be recognized after hundreds of years. The notion sent a wave of energy through his body, and he began bounding down the path with renewed vigor. The anthrum skidded to a halt as he neared the village, his mane wrapping around his wide frame. He padded slowly towards the simple huts, shivering with anticipation. He had not seen humans in so long. What would he say? The anthrum threw his head back and gulped the air, trying to regain the bravado that once came to him so naturally. As he returned his gaze to the village, a shocking sight met his eyes. A precious tiny child stood before him, no more than eight, gazing up in awe. The anthrum at once opened his mouth and bellowed joyfully. I am the Anthrum, and my festival is... The Anthrum recoiled in shock. It couldn't be. It was not possible. He had somehow forgotten the name of his own festival. How would he tell the people now? In his confusion, the Anthrum had forgotten the child, who was fleeing as if the Anthrum was death himself. The Anthrum had also failed to consider that, after years of silence, his voice had lost its majestic, silky undertones, and his greeting had sounded more like the rusty grind of factory machines than that of a mystic guardian, an unwelcoming noise at the least. The Anthrum finally shook itself from the shock and realized he had scared the child witless. He slammed his head on a nearby tree in frustration, letting out a guttural howl of despair. The Anthrum had not prepared in the slightest for what would happen next. He had also forgotten the tremendous power that lay within his bones, and the sheer impact of his force on the tree sent the great pine toppling in the direction of the village. He leapt in an attempt to stop the mighty tree from falling, but gravity had already done its work. The anthrum felt pain similar to a stab in the heart, as the pine smashed into a hut, instantly demolishing the humble establishment. 
Within seconds, the village awoke from their slumber, and the fire of their torches dotted the forest. The Anthram sat and waited. He would explain. He would make things right. He was the Anthram after all, and he would have to try. The villagers made quick business of finding him, and led to him by the little eight-year-old child, they surrounded him, brandishing glinting steel weapons. The Anthram sagged as insults began raining down on him, and he opened his jaws to explain. Friends, friends, I am the Anthram. I am a festival guardian. I'm a protector. The villagers retorted loudly. What on earth is that? Looks like a monster to me. And then, with finality, which festival then? The Anthram wilted inside, for he did not know. The silence of the Anthram was met by intense anger, and the air prickled with hostility. The Anthram howled in pain as a spear jabbed into his leg, blue blood wetting his fur and spewing onto the ground. He bounded out from the circle of villagers, fleeing the angry mob. But the villagers were hungry for blood, and believing they were chasing a monster, continued following the Anthram. The Anthram couldn't run fast from them. His leg throbbed in pain. And yet he could not, would not turn and fight. Although he possessed the power to, the Anthram would rather die than willingly hurt a human. And so the chase persisted through the night, and the Anthram continued to run into the early hours of the morning. He did not stop running until the sounds of the villagers had long subsided, and he finally collapsed at the foot of his cave, utterly exhausted. The Anthram painstakingly dragged himself up the boulders back to his cave. His leg now drenched in blood. He sank back against the dark, damp walls of his cave when he arrived. All energy. And hope gone, and then the Anthram did something for the first time in his ancient existence. He cried. He cried like a newborn child. Hot, wet tears flowing down his face. He cried so hard that his tears formed a pool around him. And when the Anthram had finished crying, he lay down in the salty puddle, and closed his eyes for the last time. The world did not need him anymore. The Anthram awoke to a rapid tapping on his shoulder. He struggled to pry his eyes open. Sunlight streaming through his half-open eyelids. The Anthram wondered: Had he transcended the human realm, entered a limbo existence where he was truly forgotten? For all his magical abilities, he could not answer this question. When the Anthram finally managed to sit up, he realized that he was still sat inside his cave. The rapid tapping came again, and the Anthram nearly passed out when he turned his head to see a child perched on his right shoulder. This one older, around twelve, the Anthram would say, but it was not possible. This had to be some sort of apparition, some. Fantastical trick! Hello, sir. I'm Lucas. What's your name? The Anthram had never seen a trick talk before. I'm just wondering if someone lives here called Anthram. I'm looking for him. At the sound of his name, the Anthram reached up to his shoulder, 
and gently lifted the boy onto his palm, observing the young lad with confusion. You see, sir, I found this scroll, but it turned out it's a map, and it told me to come here to find Mr. Anthrum. There's even a picture of him at the back. Lucas unfurled the scroll, waving it in the nose of the Anthrum. The Anthrum had now decided this was no apparition, rather a stroke of unfathomable luck. Those magical scrolls had been created by the Anthrum when he was very young, and were passed around across the world to children. He thought they had all been lost, but he must have been mistaken. "You're a very polite child, Lucas," the Anthrum quietly remarked. "Looks like you found me." Well, I don't think you understand, sir. I'm looking for Mr. Anthrum, and you just don't look like him at all," Lucas exclaimed. The Anthrum chuckled. He had missed the childish innocence of youth. Well, if you look very closely, Lucas, I think you will find that it is me in that picture, just much younger, and very clean. Lucas squinted hard at the depiction, then back up at the Anthrum. Repeating the process several times before his emerald eyes widened in shock. It is you, Mr. Anthrum. Please tell me all about the festival of lunar magic. I've looked for you everywhere. Suddenly, the heart of the Anthrum was filled with immense joy. He remembered the name. Words began to flow from the mouth of the Anthrum. Stories of times long gone echoing through the chambers of the cave. As he spoke, blue energy seemed to flow through the walls of the cave, and they began shifting. Great spires and epic towers began to form around the Anthrum as he spoke to Lucas. The legendary castle restoring itself to its former glory. The Anthrum also began to change. He began to grow in size. His chest puffing, brilliant confidence. His fur became white as snow. And blue streaks began to fill his eyes with a comforting glow. A great billowing cloak materialized on his back, and his tail swung with power. As the Anthrum finished telling his story to Lucas, the boy gazed in awe at the transformation that had occurred around him. Mister Anthrum, you have the best festival ever. Upon hearing these words, the Anthrum flew into the air with Lucas in his palm. The two engulfed in blue and white swirls of magic. They shot high into the sky like fireworks, blasting through the crisp air. The Anthrum held Lucas as they observed the Earth from high above, his laugh enveloping the globe like a blanket. The Anthrum had returned. And that was the unforgettable.、Uh, sorry, that was the Forgotten Festival by Olivia Lee, and that was the Creative Prize winner of the Hong Kong's Top Story 2019 in the Junior category. And the story was read out by Atom Jung. Many thanks once again to Atom for reading our story. Mm-hmm.